My name is Steven Sachs, Roseville, California. I knew what I wanted to do when I was five years old to play professional baseball. It was a passion for me. I signed out of high school in 1978 as an 18-year-old and started in the minor leagues in August of 1981. I was 21 years old. I remember getting the call very well. They said, go in the office, they want to talk to you. So I go in there, and our manager, and he's talking on the phone. And then he hangs up the phone and he says, congratulations, you're going to the big leagues. And my mouth said, what? And uh, he said, and you're, not, and you're in the starting lineup tomorrow in Chicago with the big team, the Los Angeles Dodgers. And I was like, what? Got to Chicago and I landed and I got in a cab and I said, take me to Wrigley Field. My dad played, not professionally, but my dad did play in high school. He was a really good player. I think he had aspirations of playing professional baseball, but never really got an opportunity. My dad was a tough brother. He made John Wayne look like a wimp. Never said, I love you, never. Never said, I'm sorry. He wasn't demonstrative in his feelings that way. Lots of times I got a whooping and I had to wonder why. I played second base. I was the youngest person in the league. So I had to learn this in, in a very uh, quick fashion. I was very, um, very anxious though. I was uh, playing against guys that I saw on TV and all this and going against Nolan Ryan. He would have been a great pitcher in any era, but I, um, I relished the opportunity. It was great. I remember one time Don Sutton was working on a no-hitter in the eighth inning. One of my teammates got a hit. So now it was a one-hitter. However, it was a shutout. He still had no runs were scored. And it would have been his 56th career shutout, which would have been a record. And I had two strikes and two outs in the ninth inning, and he threw me a fastball. I mean, I just reacted. I hit this ball, and I hit a home run. So it broke up the shutout. And so I came back to the dugout, and then I feel somebody tap me on the shoulder. Look, looked over, and it's Don Sutton. He said, I just want to tell you, here's the ball that you just hit this home run off of me. And I wanted to sign it for you and tell you that you're going to be a great player. And I just wanted to let you know that I got a lot of respect for you. That, to me, was the ultimate showing of class. And I'll never forget that. I thought, that's the way I'm going to be. Yeah, I was Rookie of the Year in 1982. And, uh, and then this problem started in 83. So it was my second full year, my sophomore season. I had made an error early in the season against the Expos, like the third game, and it was a senseless error. It was a, a, a ball that was hitting the, in the gap, and the guy was going to stop at third base, and I got the ball, and I threw home anyway. I didn't need to. The guy scored, and I started thinking about that error. And then the next ball was hit to me. I, th I made an error. And then pretty soon I had five or six errors, and, and I started thinking about it, and it just started to snowball and got so bad. Sometimes when I'd throw the ball away, I'd miss it by a long shot. When fear and doubt creep into your psyche, that is very dangerous. It was tantamount to having the yips in golf. You know, if you ever golf and you're getting ready to golf and you get ready to putt and you just kind of freeze up, that's what I was doing. My arm was on freeze mode and the ball would just go anywhere. They would take me out in the afternoon and blindfold me. The Dodgers would and make me throw the ball to first base blindfolded. And I would do it impeccably all the time. And then the game would roll around and it would be okay. And then, and then here it come again. I'd throw that ball away and, and it was like saying, don't think about a pink elephant for the next two seconds. Well, that's what you do. And I would wake up with it. I would, go to, I would go to bed with it. I was eating with it at every meal. I was losing weight. I was becoming the laughing stock of the league. Yes, I started getting a lot of bad press. Uh, <laughs> the Steve Sachs syndrome is like, uh, 
You know, I've done some other things in baseball besides made a few errors one year. I sure as hell didn't like it. Did you know I led the league in fielding? They don't remember that. I mean, I would go to a stadium like in San Francisco and they would have these gigantic bed sheets. They would paint a target on it and saying, Sacks, throw me a souvenir. I was getting calls and letters from women that played Bobby Sox softball saying, you are, must be some kind of an idiot because I'm a woman and I can make that throw. I got death threats on the road from people who said the betting lines are being changed in Vegas because they're afraid you're going to make an error and blow the game. So if you make another error, when you come to New York, we're going to put a bullet in your head. I mean, it, was, it just never stopped. This one particular day, I decided that I was going to call my father and talk to him about this. I needed somebody to throw me a rope because I was sinking. My dad told me, he says, one day you're going to wake up and this whole problem's going to be gone. It's just that you lost your confidence. It was just confidence. There was nothing wrong with me because he experienced it. My dad said that he'd gone through the same thing when he was in high school. And my dad gave me that something to grab onto when he told me that. Because I figured if that invincible, strong, imposing figure could go through the same thing I'm going through, well, if it can hurt him, maybe it's not so bad. That's the last conversation I ever had with him. Uh, the next day, I got the call at a quarter to six, saying, you got to come to my room. It was Tommy the Sword at my manager. So I went to his room and hit the elevator, and my brother was on the elevator. My brother was on the team. And we just looked at each other and we just said, it's, it's dad. We knew it. And then we got to Lasorda's room and Tommy was crying and all this stuff. He said, I, this is the hardest thing I have to do as a manager, but I got to tell you boys, you lost your father. And that was really hard. Yeah, my mom told me that uh, um, one thing my dad said right before he passed away, that he was really happy and fulfilled that he got to see both of his boys play in the major league. So... I mean, I know he was happy about that. That made me stronger. It's like a bone that breaks and, you know, when the bone heals, it, it heals a lot stronger. Then I was back to being myself. As a matter of fact, I finished the last 40 games without an error. I mean, it, was, it went from the worst to the best in the league. I was fortunate to go on to make a few all-star teams. We won the World Series twice when I was with the Dodgers. And then years later, when I went on to the Yankees to play, I led the league in fielding. I was a top fielder in my position. These are, uh, these are my jerseys, the Dodgers and the Yankees, but the White Sox, and just a little bit with the Oakland A's. A little over 17 years total, and I got to finish my career on my terms. I left everything there the way it should have been. The interesting thing about this whole thing is that about two years after I retired, my mom was having this conversation with me and um, she knew that my dad had told me that he'd gone through this thing and that really helped me a lot. And she says, I have to tell you that your father never went through a throwing problem, ever. He just said that to help me get over this. The guy that never said, I love you, that's the way he did, that's the way he said it. Sachs, thank you very much. Steve has a new book out called Shift. Change your mindset, change your world. We'll have a link on our site, snapjudgment.org. That piece was produced by Stephanie Fu with sound design by Renzo Gorio. You are listening to Snap Judgment, and to hear more stories, visit snapjudgment.org.